right, let's get it. Real Spiver Royale. Um, I, I guess we can call this shit. I mean, I guess we might as well go ahead and call this um, shit episode three. <laughs> I guess that's what we're going to call it. Uh, Real Spiver Royale, your homie D Royale, host and creator of this podcast and talk show. Um, and I figure why not? You know, like, let's let's just let's just have some fun. All right, let's just do some randos. I get a lot of questions about my tweets. So, um, <laughs> and, and footnote, like full disclaimer, um, my tweets are literally my own. They are not the views or expressions of any other entity, uh, nor do they represent anyone else besides myself, D-Royale. Also, second disclaimer, this is a multi-disclaimer thing that I, I normally do. Um, most of my tweets throughout the day, if you see them, a lot of them are pretty much straightforward. A lot of them have backstories. Some of you don't. I, I just, I don't know. Um, sometimes I'm late night tweeting, drinking, playing 2K, something like that. I don't know. Um, and then some random shit just pops in my mind. So I figure why not do a bonus episode of just having fun and explaining some of my um, more infamous tweets. Or I guess I wouldn't say infamous. Dog barking all in the background of my shit. Jeez, nigga can't live out here. Anyways, um, so let's just get into it. Uh, one of my favorite tweets um, that I get, a, I still get a lot of interaction on. I had a tweet about City High. Now, I don't know if you remember the group City High. Um, some of us are old enough to, some of us probably too old to remember. That's the best thing about being in the generation I'm in right now. We're in that middle gap where we can remember some of the latest stuff and uh, also some of the earliest stuff. Uh, but City High, not one of my favorite groups. My homie Mike, shout out to my homie Mike B. Um, he actually loved City High. I always thought this group was actually terrible. That's just my personal opinion. I always thought they were extra weak. The vocals were... I mean, the vocals were good. Not to knock City High. I think their vocals were good. But overall, I just think they were weak. Um, but anyways, one of their more, I guess, famous or infamous songs. And I remember this because I was having this thought one night. Um, I was just sitting there and I was just drinking. And I'm like, damn, like... I was listening to either my um, Spotify channel. I think it was my Spotify channel. And I have a Spotify playlist. I had to plug that in there. So make sure you check that out. I had a Spotify playlist. And uh, (laughs) this is the funniest shit. So the song comes on. And I'm drinking. And this shit just kind of ruined my whole little vibe. You know, I had some of my favorite R&B groups in the whole, you know, in my whole playlist. And I'm like, damn, like, oh, City High, they used to be hot. And as I'm listening to the song, you know, it's the song where it's like, you know, you know, what would you do if your son was at home? I barely remember the title to this shit. Actually, it's, it's and the title probably something simple, but I remember like this is around 2000 when this song dropped, and I remember us being like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. I can't remember. But we would go to the house parties, and a lot of people don't remember. But we weren't really affording, you know, we didn't have like no streaming services back then in middle school. Like somebody just whoever randomly just had their favorite songs burnt on the disc. So if you if you knew somebody with a burner on their home PC, you know what I'm saying? Somebody just sent you a list of songs, you threw the shits on there. So what nobody blending nothing, what nobody mixing nothing. This was just literally some of our favorite songs thrown together randomly on a motherfucking CD out of nowhere. And so it was full songs rocking. You know what I'm saying? So if you're in the middle of a dance, you might be hearing, um, you know, uh, shit, I don't know. You might be hearing, oh, Too Close. You know what I'm saying? By Next or something like that. Like, you know, so you go from Baby When We Grinding, you know, the whole concept of that song, you know, pretty much you understand. And then you go from that song, which is a fun, upbeat song, to a song about this woman talking about what would you do 
if your son was at home crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way the only way she feeding this little man is to sleep with a stranger for a little bit of money because his daddy gone gotta throw that in there um somewhere smoking rock now in and out of lockdown she ain't got no job now so for you this is just a good time but for me this is what i call life then she had to spice it up with the mm. now my my here's my issue with this all right when I was tweeting this, I'm like, damn, here I am vibing out to my playlist like I probably was doing at some basement function, grinding on some girl and her grinding on me, whichever way it was going. And um, <laughs> this song comes on out of nowhere. And you're like, damn, she having a real tough life. And here I am out here, you know what I'm saying, get my little grind on at this basement function. And she talking about her whole life is kind of messed up right now. And then you got the dudes verse where obviously he talking about you know you ain't the only one out here with a hard life you know my mom went through it too and she still raised us my nigga she not trying to hear that shit cuz you know what I'm saying she just really exposed her entire life on wax one of the most one of the, the, the most terrible of circumstances by the way and here this nigga come trying to kick game now here's the part that fucked me up the most is as I remember cause we watched a lot of music videos growing up uh, just something that was a staple in our lifestyle. And the shit that fucked me up the most is in the video, midway through the video, because, you know, they're on the roof doing the whole thing. And they hit us with the remix to the 5-5 Five Five Brown Eye song. And I'm thinking it was the remix to the regular version. Here she go fucked up trying to feed her son. She out here slutting herself out. And now all of a sudden she talking about she 5-5 Five Five with Brown Eyes. And it, it was just a really, it was a weird, it was a weird first single for any group, let alone that group, to come out with. Um, and this was early 2000, which is pretty funny because a lot of people felt the same way. I always thought people just rocked with it unquestionably, but I've been on a couple of house functions, and here I am, you know, I'm trying to get my feel on, you know what I'm saying? Handful of training bra, probably, in tissue. You know what I'm saying? But that's just how I was getting down. Um, and boom, here this song comes out of nowhere. Um, shout out to my man, Mike B. He really rocked with City High. I always thought they were trash. Um, I could do a whole, probably, podcast about that group, but I'm gonna let that slide. And I'm going to just take a sip of my vodka and lemonade. And we're going to ease on to the next tweet in question. All right. So this is another one of my funny ones. My, one, another one of my funny ones that I had a lot of fun with. Shit, I think I dropped this at like 3.20 in the morning. So I was on some other shit. But anyways, I was watching Training Day. And you know, I'm a movie buff, right? So I really love watching movies, especially going back and watching old movies. Um... You know, new movies are dope too, but old movies are some of my favorite ones, especially the ones that you've seen like three, four times because, you know, you get to peel back the layers of the plot, the subplot, you know, you get to really look at the synopsis of the movie, you know, the opening scenes, you know, um, you get to also check out, you know, some of the characters who push the story along that might not get they just do. But anyway, it's one of my favorite stories. Um, sorry, one of my favorite movies that I like to kind of create a synopsis for um, was Training Day. Now, Training Day, if you were alive, once again, it was back in the day. Damn, this might have this might have been around sixth or seventh grade too. Shit, it was a real it was a real time in life, uh, 2000, 2001, around that time. Um, so, anyways, I tweeted, you know, looking back on Training Day, I always thought Officer Hoyt, who most people probably herald as a good guy, I always thought he was a real hoe, a real live hoe. You know what I'm saying? And you know, here it is, my guy Lonzo. You know, he just wanted to get the cash. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get his chip count up because, you know, he had finished some major players. Of course, he, you know, rushed one of the Russians at the casino off the homie, which he had to do because Cuz was a hothead. You know what I'm saying? And then you think about it. Meanwhile, this old super cop-ass guy, Hoyt, you know, he trying to live righteously and 
you know, my man Lonzo, like, I just want the money, cuz. Like, and I'm thinking about this in realistic terms because, I mean, yeah, you know, Zoe did put the strap to his head in traffic because if I was on training and my first day on the job and my supervisor or my police chief, whoever he was at the time, put the strap to my head, I most definitely would be pissed off. Not you put the strap to my head in traffic and make me smoke PCP. I thought that was a little tough, but I mean, come on, cuz, what other job gonna let you get high in the middle of traffic, ride out, drink a beer when you fade out and, go, and wake back up? You know what I'm saying? After you done passed out, I'm thinking he having the he having the, the best first day I ever had at any job in my life. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like, damn, wait, you mean my man was letting you party out? Cause the least you could do was let him rob an ex-con who was literally making illegal money. You want to snitch? Would you get out of that, Hoyt? I always thought that that was a weak way to go out in that movie. Here come whole super cop Hoyt ass, <laughs> trash ass nigga. Anyways, um, but I always thought training day was dope, with the exception of the fact that Hoyt wanted to be that nigga. He wanted to be a super cop, and I always thought that was super trash. So that's one of my favorite tweets. I got a lot of traction on this tweet on this tweet too because some people disagree with me. A lot of people thought that um, Officer Hoyt was in the right because Lonzo was a crooked cop, and you want to rid the system of crooked, crooked cops. Let me tell you something. If you a crooked black cop in my city and you let me get money with impunity and the only thing you asking for is a kickback a little cut every once in a while when you run into a situation because i don't want no problems with you i really want you to operate out here in my favor as a matter of fact i'm campaigning for you to keep getting this money you're like that don't make no sense you know we got a lot of cricket cops out here but they don't like black people the first black cricket cop who really trying to let our black well he wasn't kind of rocking with the black community when i think about it but if cuz was you know you pay him off lines will probably let you operate however you want to so uh, this was pretty split on twitter i got a lot of kickback too especially on instagram when i posted it on the gram because a lot of people were saying like oh without hoyt you know the movie couldn't go on but i'm like damn we should have seen alonzo at his top game instead of this rookie ass cop coming in and kicking the door in and ruining this whole shit by the way if you haven't watched training today for like the fourth fifth time as you get older these movies grow with you and i think that's the biggest point that i was trying to make with this tweet as you get older, you start realizing who the bad people are in these movies and who the good people really are. You know what I'm saying? Like, the system is pretty fucked up. You know, it's very convoluted. So with that being the case, I think you should watch it for the third or fourth time if you've grown older and uh, really, really view yourself and your morals and your values and what you really think is is dope out here in life, all right? Because I honestly would have been rocking with Alonzo. That's just me. Somebody should have called Hoyt, put a bullet in his head, and that's how the movie should have ended after Alonzo died. That's just my opinion. Director's cut. Let's see what that looks like. Real Spit Royale <laughs> podcast and talk show. I'm just explaining some of my favorite tweets. Having a little fun right now. Uh, this is the last tweet that I'm going to talk about, which I thought was a fire-ass tweet, if I'm going to keep it extra funky with you, because this one kind of, you know, hit... hit it's hit home. You know what I'm saying? I had a um, one of those weird, you know, have a flashback and you start thinking about certain shit that happened to you uh, that kind of molded who you are as a person um, as you get older. Um, this is one of those things. So I think this is what, 10th grade, 11th grade? No, this is 10th grade. This had to be sophomore year. Um, <laughs> so this particular tweet, I'm going to read the tweet first and then I'm going I'm to break it down because there's layers in this shit. Uh, so I said, um, I tweeted when I was in the fifth grade, Oh, I'm sorry. Damn, I'm looking at the wrong tweet. I'm bugging. All right, cool. Let me get on the right tweet. Okay, here we go. So this particular tweet said, when I was in the 10th grade, I was dating this girl. And when she broke up with me, she made a mix CD of all breakup songs. And I still can't believe to this day how diabolical that girl was. Now, I'm going to set my phone down for this because I got to really get into it. 
So I was dating this particular girl and uh, my mom decided it was a good idea to move us to uh, Waco, Texas. Uh, we were living in Ann Arbor at the time in Michigan. And uh, I started dating this girl who was going to a neighboring high school on the other side of town. And you know, this is one of my. This is one of the ones. You know, every every boy in high school got one of them ones. You like this the one on my list. I gotta get. You know what I'm saying? And she was the one. And uh, so I'm a big R and B head. I've always been. You know, since I was a kid. Um, I think whenever you're raised by probably a black single mother, I think. Not say black single mother because all of the all of the older uncles in my family did i guess if you raised in a younger black household uh, my mom was fairly young you kind of get an early dose of r&b your mom wake you up early on sundays or saturdays whatever day she's feeling it and you just hearing a whole bunch of random r&b songs playing full albums though you know what i'm saying like because black women back then they went to the store they caught full albums full r&b albums so if it was you know 112 you got a full 112 album you know what i'm saying if it was a, a faith evans full kelly price full kelly price album you didn't just get a couple joints off the cd you didn't get the greatest hits or, or a whole bunch of singles from your favorite artists on the burn cd they went to the record store and they copped them joints and they let him run i mean skits and all intros outros skits the whole nine so um this girl who I was dating knew that I was a huge, you know, R&B kid, you know, R&B head, even as, you know, 10th grade. And um, so I used to, you know, play some of my favorite R&B songs when we'd be on the song, on the, on the phone together, you know, before my mom would kick me off the phone and we have to go to bed eventually. So my mom thought it was a good idea in the summer to move us. So I'm telling this girl, like, yeah, I'm going to be moving, but it's going to be long distance. You know, I got my family in Michigan, you know, so I'm going to come back. I'm going to visit. It's going to be up. She like, yeah, OK, cool, cool, cool. And as I'm getting ready to leave, she comes visit me one more time. We hanging out at the playground in this apartment complex that I lived in. Homegirl hands me a motherfucking CD. And I think it was like a date on it or something like that. I can't really remember. And uh, she hands me the CD. She like, I made this for you. I know you leave tomorrow. I just want to get this to you before you left. My phone number's on the back. I'm like, bitch, I know your phone number. What's, the, what's your problem? So <laughs> we get, so I get home. I'm like, bet. I didn't play the CD at first because I'm packing up the night before. I'm getting ready to catch a train to go to, to, go to Texas. So I got my, my, my CD player, my Walkman CD player. You know what I'm saying? I got my whole sleeve of CDs that I keep for myself. And I go down to the train. I get on the train. I'm sad as fuck. I'm damn near teary. I probably was crying if I know me. And I'm on a motherfucking train. And I pop the CD in. And this heartbreak song after heartbreak song. It's like real breakup. Like, I think um, Emotional Roller Coaster was on there. My Boo was on there. Like the Alicia Keys Usher song. Uh, shit. It was, a, it was a handful of songs on there. And she worked her way up through the whole playlist. And I'm like, what type of diabolical asshole girl? girl capitalizes off me leaving and putting together an R&B CD. My favorite genre was some songs to let me know that we just not going to make it. So I have a cell phone at the time, but it's on minutes. That's how that's that's how far this, this story goes back. I'm on minutes and I'm free on nights. So I, I'm trying to call her, but I'm out of minutes on my daytime minutes. So anyways... I just thought that this was some of the most grimy shit that a girl could ever do to a boy in a relationship. That's how she broke up with me. Day before, I thought it was all good. Hell no, I wasn't smooth. She broke up with me, uh, which I thought was a, an, an amazing story, which is funny now. Like You can look back at, look back at it and laugh now, um, but the shit was kind of crazy. So that's what set off that tweet. So I didn't realize how common breakup CDs were back then, because when I posted this shit, it's like 
this shit, I think it actually went viral. I think this one, this one might have gone. This, I think I got like a whole bunch of likes. I have to go back and check it, um, because I'm not really a likes or viral type of guy. I really operate at most of my tweets fly under the radar because I don't want nobody to bring this shit back up later on in life. But anyway, shit was fucked up. She give me this breakup CD. I try to call her. She don't answer for like a week because I'm pretty sure she know what time it is at this point. I'm about to really dig off in your chest. And so I posted this shit on Twitter. And when I tweeted it, I didn't realize how many people used to give out breakup CDs. And the shit was wild because if I look back at it during Valentine's Day, she actually gave me a Valentine's Day mix CD with all of her favorite love songs. And then she broke up with me the same way. So I, if I'm if I'm if I'm really blaming anybody, I'm probably blaming myself because I should have seen that grimy shit coming. Girls are the most diabolical species and in, in probably in I would say teenage years it gets worse as you get older but especially in teenage years because I wasn't prepped for that I didn't think she was going to be that diabolical I didn't think that she was going to be that cerebral I didn't think that she was going to be that heinous huh so that 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 wild to placate on my emotions at the time but um yeah that shit went crazy and I honestly as that tweet I didn't really know how many men and some women too um got breakup CDs so she was pretty interested in me. Actually, I kind of loved it. Um, she had some fire joints on there. If I'm going to keep it extra funky to you, you know what I'm saying? If I'm going to keep it extra funky with you, she had some fire joints on there. Um, but to this day, I'm kind of mad that I didn't keep the CD because I wish I would have kept it because it had her first and the last name and her phone number on there. So I would have posted that on Instagram and really had y'all go hard in her comments and her DMs and really blow her shit up. And I still know her name, but I ain't going to do her greasy like that. Anyways, that's your homie, D-Royale. Uh, bonus episode of Real Spit with Royale podcast and talk show. Um, just having some fun. So fuck with it. Follow me on all, on all um, major podcasting platforms. Follow me on um, Instagram, Twitter, at D-Royale. Real Spit with Royale as well. So you can follow me. I'm going to post clips from everything. Um, I, this is my quarantine setup. So yes, there's no video component with this one, but there will be visual components going going forward i want to say no actually for the next two three episodes it's probably going to be all video um you know i'm in harlem recording so harlem i had to do a quick shout out um so i am in harlem recording right now um shout out to the bk media studio i normally record there for the videos but with covid and being on lockdown right now um i have my home studio i might i might even do a video or two from here i don't know i might get crazy um but i've been out of town so you know the 14 day lockdown is real when you get back up here also we're going back into further lockdown as it gets colder covid is going to start going a lot more crazy um so hopefully everybody chills just get out and vote and then take yourself home um i think at some point they might even do a stricter lockdown for certain zip codes um but anyways i'm still gonna be podcasting from the cut um your homie d royale make sure you get at me hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. Also check this out on YouTube. I have my official YouTube channel, Real Spit Royale, the YouTube channel. I might even throw some of my mixes up too. Who knows? We're going we gonna to have some fun with this shit. We're going to do it major. All right, you homie D Royale, Real Spit Royale. Uh, we out here. Let's get it.